Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Well, greetings, family. Wow, uh, it is so good to be uh, together once again as we celebrate just the things that Jesus has done in our lives. We get to celebrate a bunch of things today. We're celebrating uh, Youth Day. Uh, we're celebrating together as families, uh, and we are really just seeing how the Lord um, has been good to us in these areas. Yeah, so Rex, happy Father's Day. I hope that <clears throat> you're you. having a good Father's Day. How many Father's Days have you celebrated now? Three full Father's Days. Can you believe it? Awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> they are they are full, I hope, and, uh, yeah. and I, we're talking into the future, so I hope that your family have done something really nice for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this morning. Yeah, no pressure. Um, just no socks, please. I think we're... <laughs> <laughs> for fathers all across the world, we're, we're done, we're with, done with the socks. Yeah. Um, so I've been wanting a Basutu blanket for a long time, and okay. so I pre-ordered a Basutu blanket, and uh, that's my Father's Day gift, is oh, a Basutu blanket. Is, that is so cool. I should have actually brought it with and worn right? it today yeah. yeah they have been so cool i actually remember <clears throat> you mentioning that you wanted a, a a basutu blanket it was in the back of my mind i wanted to see uh to see if i could get one for you for your birthday oh really yeah. oh i'm so sorry i should have waited i should have waited i should have waited okay <laughs> they that wait upon the little, yeah uh, yes i get you i get you so, um, yeah, Youth Day was on Wednesday, and um, as I think about Youth Day, I always think about the courageous young people that stood up for things that they believed in. And I often think that, um, were they scared on the day? Absolutely. But I do think yeah. that they understood that they were fighting for something bigger than themselves and for things that they sometimes themselves didn't see come to pass themselves. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for courageous leaders and for young people that stood up for what was right. And so I'm yeah. always grateful in June 76 for those yeah. amazing young people that did amazing things. So. Sure. And what a gift they eh, do to be able to stand for something that is so meaningful. Yeah. And, and sometimes I feel like for us also, but even for the youth, I sometimes yearn for them to, to have that thing that is that value that they, that they can apply themselves to and, and, um, and, and have a, a, a fight um, yeah. that brings meaning into their lives and is bigger than them. Absolutely. Right? I, I agree with you that they're, they're so, and, and often young people will say to me, oh, but there's nothing for us to fight for yeah. today. But the more I think about it, I think that there's a lot to fight for today. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a great way to enter into what we're going to talk about today. But I think we need to preface that we're not preaching. So if yeah. anybody's so, waiting... Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no preach today, but we definitely want to talk about a treasure and something that both myself and Rex think are important yeah. to fight for. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to say yes and amen and to still engage with us. Please do engage with us, uh, with us in the comment section also as... Uh, as we we have this conversation but we wanted to to really talk about uh, our experience within family how we grew up how we experiencing family today um, and uh, just how we've seen God move mm. um, within this within this context we we've had snippets of conversation uh, Quentin and I and we uh, are looking forward to having this conversation and having you guys kind of eavesdrop in um, as we continue to connect together around these these overlapping areas yeah. so um, if I can shoot and say Rex tell me what was it like 
uh, growing up for you, what was family, so if somebody had to say family for you when you were growing up, what were some of the things that jump into your mind as you think about family? Sure, so, so um, mine is a kind of a muddled response. So there's, there's, when I think of family, uh, I'm filled with joy, but I'm also filled with pain um, when, okay. when, I, when I think of, of family. When I think of family, one of the key words that comes to mind for me is sacrifice. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I grew up uh, with a single mother and, and um, you are you, you, uh, going to share some of your experience yeah. also. But I mean, I, I grew up with a single mom and I saw the, the, the amount of sacrifices yeah. um, that she had to make for my sake. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's, there's a sense of just appreciation of, you know, what does it mean when we talk about family? Mm. Sacrifice for me is one of those things. It's not convenient. Um, yeah. And and um, and the second thing that that comes to mind for me is gratitude. Okay. Uh, so on the one end is it's that experience of sacrifice and seeing what it means to be there for one another, uh, to forego things. Mm. Um, I, I mean, my my mom could have been further on, and um, her peers were were further on yeah. in terms of material and possessions and all of that. <clears throat> but she really chose to uh, make sure that I am progressing, yeah. uh, and that I'm set up to succeed. Um, in my chosen path. And, and that links to the gratitude thing yeah. because it fills me with gratitude um, to, to have experienced that kind of love. Yeah. Um, a love that would uh, forego um, <clears throat> for the sake of the other. So sure. th those are the kind of the two key things okay. um, that, that, that come up. But now that you've said it, I want to know. So um, what comes to mind yeah. when I think about family? <clears throat> Such a difficult question for me because growing up, um, I didn't realize, it's only now when I look back that I think that I had a dysfunctional family. And when I look at what we deem as normal families, so the word that came to mind when you were sharing was ferocious. ferocious. And, and the reason why I say ferocious is that my mom was ferocious in her love for me and my brother. Sure. So she was young when she had me, and my father died when she was young. I think she was 22 when my father died. And mm. so to take on this world as a single woman in the 80s, uh, which didn't have all these women rights and um, yeah. uh, constructs for women to be assertive. Yeah. Um, I think it was immensely difficult for my mom and we ended up in a really dysfunctional uh, stepfather relationship. Mm. But the one thing that my mom always was, was she was ferocious for us. And so when the state wanted to step in and take me and my brother away from her, she fought Sure. ferociously to keep us together wow. and so uh, sometimes I think uh, uh, being with your biological mother is much better than being in the foster system so that yeah. ferociousness of my yeah. mother was incredible and then um, when my grandmother and my grandfather stepped in as surrogate parents in many ways supporting us from the sides mm. that for me was another thing of generosity and them just opening their lives sure. uh, to me and my brother and making sure that there was this even though at the time I didn't realize it, but there was a safety net of yeah. my grandfather, my grandmom, and my uncles who uh, took on this responsibility of saying, our brothers passed away, but we will make sure yeah. that um, you, you, will, you will have a safety net. And sure. so knowing that if everything fell apart, my uncle and my aunt would, would, would be there. So those are the words that come wow. to mind. Uh, for me, and it I really never, does take a village. Eh? It really does take a village. And so, when I became a Christian in my early high school 
uh, life. That's when I, I started going to a church and started understanding what it meant to be in a spiritual family because I think that's also important for us mm. to talk about um, mm. the impact of spiritual family. Uh, I didn't have a functional father. My stepdad was in a, um, not a very nice uh, person. Okay. Um, and so uh, having a spiritual family was really important for me. Wow. So I remember one time our youth pastor was picking us up for church and as I got into the combi, uh, we were reversing out and I remember looking into the kitchen and all I could see was furniture flying oh, at each other. Man. And I was like, what on earth am I living with? And when sure. I got to church that night, the youth pastor took me to the back of the church and he didn't say a word. All he did was he gave me a hug. And it was, I was 16 at the time, and it was the first time a male had hugged me uh, in this fatherly embrace. Yeah. And it felt like God himself came out of heaven that day and hugged me. And I started looking around the church, and I started seeing different men doing different things with their families. And so I remember Neville and his love for his wife and how affectionate he was for her. And I remember seeing Manny, who loved his kids and his daughters in particular ways. And so what I started doing is I started stealing. I started stealing uh, these different men in the church around how I like that. And so I'm going to yeah. take that when I'm a father. I'm going to remember that. So when I have my wife one day, that's how. And so wow. spiritual family became a space where I could learn and engage sure. around stuff. So yeah, I, I love that you, you are so present um, within that space. It took me a long time okay. um, to arrive at a place of feeling like I'm actually present in, in, um, in, in the journey of my own healing. Sure. Um, you, our stories are a little bit alike in the sense that we, um, at, a, at a time, uh, were, were being raised by single parents. Mm. I also had a stepdad um, step in at some point, very dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, and, and it was a very damaging experience for me. Mm. Uh, but but um, I, I find some links to your story because I, I found I also, subconsciously, but, but I would... I would gravitate towards certain men yeah. um, to receive some kind of a fatherly uh, masculine affection. Yeah. Uh, and um, those, for me, were typically my sports coaches. Oh, really? Uh, so so I, I found some kind of a, a solace or place of belonging within, mm. within sports. And so, yeah. and so excelling at sport became very important. Yeah, for me okay. Because excelling at sport meant that I was within a, a band of brothers. Yeah. And it also meant that there was like there was these masculine father figures yeah. um, that, that uh, they didn't know it, yeah. uh, but uh, but that I could receive something from some semblance of affirmation. Yeah. So even that, like, well done, good good goal or good good try, yes, or, yeah, well, you know that that absolutely speaks right. It does something absolutely. So I can still <clears throat> remember some words that my youth pastor shared with me years and years and years ago. And I've, I've treasured those words of affirmation. But you said something that was really important when you said uh, they didn't even know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm so aware now when I come to church, when I'm with my family, when I'm with a group of young people I'm journeying with, that how me and Tamsin relate with one another, somebody's watching us, right? Sure. And somebody's learning. And either they're learning how to respond to one another as husband and wife, mm. or they're responding how not to do it, right? And yeah. so I'm so aware of how I show up. But it's not only when we arrive through those doors on a Sunday, right? It's what happens in the parking lot. Yeah. It's what's happening in the car. Yeah. And I'm realizing my son and my daughter are watching us all the time and yeah. they are learning all the time. And so, you know, it's, it's not a thing of, so sometimes I think me and you, we realize when we get onto the stage, the lights are on, the camera's on, we need to. Yeah. But I realize we're performing all the time. People are watching us yeah. all the time and they're always learning. And so that idea of being an example to people all the time is 
in the back of my mind and knowing that I'm speaking life wherever I go and my yeah. family is an example wherever I go. It's such a- in fact, we were told in the early days when we, when we um, uh, first got saved and we were on, on the university campuses and discipleship <clears throat> uh, was being taught to us. Uh, one of the things I'm still very grateful for this is uh, we were told that you go after discipleship. You know? So you don't, yeah. you don't just wait um, and hope uh, that somebody will 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 walk with you. Yeah. You you go after it, and so we're taught. You know, you you identify things um, in somebody else, yeah. and you and you go to them and you ask them Absolutely. to spend time with you, so that those things can rub off on you. And so we were very intentional with getting into the older guys' lives and yeah. the family guys, and some of those guys would would hang around the campus, and that was immensely valuable to us or or in, in um what we call then main church yeah. uh, which was so the the rosebank uh, uh church and we'd come and we'd meet these guys or we'd go on camps together yeah. and we would say can can i come and spend time yeah. can i come to your house yeah. and you know and uh, do life together yes you not 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 for some special thing but you know i'll be there when you yeah. uh, you wash your car or yeah yeah you know, absolutely uh, but, but those things helped me to see something that wasn't available to me growing up. Absolutely. Uh, a, a, a man interacting with his children, a man interacting with his wife, Absolutely. a man running his household. Mm -hmm. um, I, I found those to be, um, to be so valuable. I'm thinking of um, the scripture in um, uh, Joshua 4. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joshua 4, where it talks about how uh, before, before the Israelites uh, entered into yeah. the promised, promised land, land yeah. that God uh, said to Joshua to make... Uh, uh, knives of flint and to circumcise uh, the, sure. the, 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 the young men mm. of, of, of Israel. Yeah. And, and uh, the story goes that the, their <clears throat> fathers and, and all the older guys who had left Egypt had died in the wilderness yeah. due to disobedience and, and uh, other things. And so Joshua steps in and he circumcises these guys. And that really is me when I read it, it's performing the rights of a father. Yeah. And it's Joshua stepping into a fatherless generation yeah. uh, and, and performing these rights so that these young men can step, can transition yeah. and get in and step into manhood. But, but, but even more importantly, can that, that their relationship with God yeah. was taken to another level because of Joshua's obedience. Absolutely. And I, and I think that yeah. then speaks to this whole thing around spiritual family that we as a community need to step up when there's a lack, yeah. right? And so Absolutely. whether that's being um, a father, a mother, being a brother and sister. So, because I often think we put a lot of emphasis on fatherhood and being mothers and family. But I also remember when I joined Youth for Christ um, and I was on this dance and drama team, mm -hmm. I, I met some, some incredible people, uh, Seth and Buchle, for example, that are no longer my friends. I see them as my brothers and sisters, or, sure. uh, Zama and Karen as my sisters. And, 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 the, and, and they've redeemed certain things for me. And so as much as we've emphasized uh, father and mother and that, but I also think as the f family of God, we need to be these brothers and sisters for one another and stepping in for one yeah. another. And when I see you haven't been here for a couple of weeks or I, I've seen you starting to uh, use this word drift that I want to share yeah. a little bit later, yeah. like to pull you back in and say, hey, you can't walk alone. You, we, we're in this together. And I sometimes think that we underestimate the power and the impact that spiritual family can have with one another. Do you think, and I'm springing this on you because we, okay. we actually haven't actually prepared for any of this, right? So is there an example you can think of when spiritual family really came in there for you and helped you uh, in a particular time and you said, man, I'm so grateful for spiritual family. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's an important question. You, you know what? I, I, I think that um, from, from the first days of my salvation, yeah. the, the concept of spiritual family um, made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the reason being that before I was saved, I was, I was, in, a group, I was in a friendship grouping that was actually quite tight-knit. Yeah. Uh, now, we got up to nonsense, yeah. but we did it together. <laughs> You know, so yes. so if I didn't show up, somebody noticed. Yeah. Um. And and if I, if I was missing, somebody would give me a call. Um. And if there was action, then there would you know yeah. I, I needed to be part of that action. And so we were kind of a a a, a family unit. Yeah. Um. And I got saved, and um, as, as many of us have experienced, I got saved and kind of there was no longer a place of belonging for me within that grouping. Within that, yeah. In fact, okay. the, the grouping kind of drifted away from me. Yeah. Um, and uh, was was uh, was kind of awkward um, with me, and I kind of had to. Was it was it was good in the sense that I, I had to count the cost from from yes, day one. Yeah. You know what what what, 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 what does it I, mean to carry your cross? What does it right? mean to carry this cross? Uh, and uh, am I willing to forego? Am I willing to be lonely? Me and Jesus, and uh, and that, that's what I was thinking at that time. Now, yeah. praise the Lord that our, our faith is not just me and Jesus; yes. it's community. But I was brought into family, and I came into the church, and I I, I just started serving. I, yeah. I didn't know anybody, uh, and I didn't have any friends, Christian yeah. friends. Uh, but I, I started so moving, you know, the speakers, the Sounds chairs. Sounds familiar, and, yes, yeah. yeah. Serving the coffee, setting up the coffee. Maybe we should get rid stations. of all these chairs, yeah, and start making people <laughs> bring know, chairs think, in and out. Right? We, we've lost something, I think. <laughs> um, but I met people yeah. within that who also were serving, and man, I tell you, the the bonds, some of those bonds that we formed, are still going today. Uh, yeah. Today, so for me. That was spiritual family. Was this place of I left something that was that felt like a place of belonging for me. God called me out of that, yeah. and I was fortunate to get plugged into a space that also was belonging and community, and we had the same kind of values. We're going in the, in, in the same direction. So sure, that that has been so 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 meaningful to me. I think the the, the second thing, which is um, very personal to me, and uh, I had uh, people around me. Uh, who walked with me through a very, very difficult time uh, in my life, which was sure. not, not so long ago when my grandfather passed away. Sure. Um, who were talking about fathers and, mm. and spiritual fathers and people in place. Mm. That man played the pivotal role of being a father to me. And he, mm. he, he was the one who kind of, he claimed me. Yeah. You know, he, he, he gave me identity. He was my, my kind of my covering. Yeah. He was my go-to guy. This is my father. Yeah. Um, and, and he passed away uh, a, a couple of years sure. ago. And, and, and again, seeing the power of spiritual family come around me in mm. that time when I felt really, really weak sure. and um, I, I couldn't, couldn't function. Sure. Um, I think th those, those two things stand out as, okay. as paramount when I think about spiritual family. So I've got another question for you. Yeah. And we spoke about uh, learning and unlearning, relearning and reinstituting. So if you think about your family now, what are two or three of the things that you do as a family that have, that are uncompromising, that this defines who you are as a family, that you've learned from all these different experiences that sort of define you as a family now. Do you sure. have any of those kind of things in, spa in place now? We, we are putting um, so, some of these things in place. I want to reflect. Let me take a step sure. back because I wanna, I'm going to throw the ball back into okay, your Okay, cool. Um, but uh, if we take a step back, I, I think about um, things that are brought into my family mm. Uh, and uh, the, we, we, we're talking very, in very honoring terms about our families and mm. our experiences, but the fact of the matter is there are some very unhealthy things that yeah. we would have taken from, um, from our birth families into, into our families now. Mm. 
um, one of the key things that have that has stood out because it just it made life difficult for me and for people in my household <clears throat> um, was that um, I came from an extremely diplomatic family. Okay. Painfully so. All right. Um, and, and my grandfather, who's kind of our patriarch, diplomat part none. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if a conflict could be avoided, it was avoided. At all costs. At all costs. Oh, um, wow. So unity was the main thing. Uh, uh, don't rock the boat. Um, so, 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 so are there other ways of sorting this out? Can you swallow it and just kind of deal okay, with yeah. it? Uh, so I learned that as a, okay, this is how you deal with things when you're not happy, when there's conflict, yeah. when there's offense, and there's th those kind of things is you find the most diplomatic way Wait, around it okay. or you swallow it and move on. Yeah. Um, of course, the problem with swallowing <laughs> stuff is eventually there's and too explodes. much in there and then it comes all the way back up. And, and, and you know, pity the person who's nearest to you when it yes. all comes, comes sure. back up. Yeah. Um, I hope so, it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to say I, I'm, I'm making solid progress and I'm working that, That's um, awesome. uh, that which I consider an unhealthy thing and, and engaging <clears throat> positively in debate or conflict or offense sure. and, and my wife has been immensely helpful to me in mm. that because she came from a family where conflict was met head yeah. on okay um, and so that was very difficult for us right at the beginning i can imagine uh, but but we're helping each other in in that space so this is where i want to throw the ball in your yeah. court because because before we go to the other like awesome yeah, yeah, positive yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. i want to hear about some of your stuff um so negative things in our family we were my uh, and when i think about family i'm thinking about my mom and my stepdad i, yeah. I don't have much of a memory prior prior mm. to that how our family dealt with conflict was in your face. It, it was explosive every single day. It was abusive to the place of where it was. So yeah, I mean, um, furniture flying. Furniture flying. I can I can recall uh, time after time watching my mom being beaten by by my stepdad. So um, so so that's so when I think of conflict, that's where I go to immediately. Sure. And so uh, when I got married and. Uh, I try to avoid conflict. I dance, uh, <laughs> but I also realize that I can. Uh, it's important to express it. But I, yeah. I think I made a conscious decision um, right after we got married that I would never want my family to experience that kind of uh, violence in mm. at home. So I think I can sometimes be uh, emotionless. Sure. Like so, I'll be detached from my emotions because I'm. I worry that if emotions get the better of me, like what will I? What what have I learned that right. will come? So, so sometimes I think, uh, and you you might need to ask Tams on this, but I think <laughs> I, I will. could. I, I think I could be better at being more emotionally connected to what's happening. So, like I would love my kids to see me cry, sure. um, and I to this day I don't think they've actually seen me cry. And it's not like I'm trying to avoid the tears. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I wrestle with God sometimes. And, and I think, and maybe it's not an, a, an excuse, but I think I've cried so much in my youth right. that I've emptied the tanks of tears um, that, that, I, that I struggle. I think the one time where, where it was really emotional is when, when Tamsin went in for an operation and uh, they said the operation would um, take five hours. And that's a long time to that sit is, and wait, right? Man, that is a long time. And five hours came and it went, and six hours came. And sure. by the seventh hour, I was like, what on earth am yeah. I going to tell my kids now? Oh, man. And I could feel the emotions and I could feel what it was going to be like to have her um, not around. Not and so picture. that was a big... Sure. A big, I don't know where that came from, but I've probably been sitting with that for a while. I hope you're all enjoying the counseling session. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where the tissues? <laughs> but um, 
But I do thank Tamsin for coming back. I often think think to myself that when she was on the operating table, her and Jesus were having a conversation. And I say to her, thank you for coming back because I don't think I would be able to do this journey on my own. And so that treasure of family is so important for me now more than ever. Um, So maybe I'm answering the question I asked you, right? And so... Um, but but before, you, yeah. before you go on, there's something that you've mentioned before in a previous conversation that I'd love for you to speak about because you talk about some of the the the, the boundaries that you've put around your family yeah. and, how, and how dogged you are around some of those yeah. things. So I, I'm really um, dogmatic. Uh, I'm unmovable in certain yeah. places. So there are certain things we, I've put in place or I need to say we have put in place that are unmovable boundaries. Inside of that, we can move around mm. and there's flexibility, but when there's certain things that we've put up as a family to say, beyond that, I have become an unstoppable force. So, sure. for example, um, when we visit my mom or, or yeah, my mom and my side of the family, the moment alcohol comes up, mm. we, 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 we no longer will stay in that environment and we leave. And it's only because the environment becomes so unstable and it can snap so quickly. Uh, Another one is we deal with conflict when it happens and how it happens. And so sometimes me and Tamsin will have like a go, but we realize that that it's important for us to do that. And so Mm. peace has become something important for us. So in in our home, our children need to have a sense of peace. Mm. Um, I asked my kids the other day, do you, do you feel loved? Because, you know, we say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they say, yes, yes, yes. And You're so, a brave man. Yeah, and they say, oh, yeah, sometimes. I wonder sometimes. So the one day, I, I can't remember if it was Jenna O'Connor, I asked, um, how do you know that you're, so I said, do you feel loved? And they said, yes. So I said, like, what does it feel like? Because I don't know what it felt like to right. me, right? So I, yeah. said, so I said, what does it feel like to be loved? And the answer blew me away. The answer was, when you show mom that you love her, I know I'm loved. And I was like, wow. Sure. I just feel like we need to take a moment <laughs> and just let that, because that's, that's hitting me right now. Okay, repentance time. Um, the other one is a friend of mine, Olifile, shared something with me. And he said to me, Quentin, I want my kids to catch me doing good things, not bad things. Sure. And I thought that was so powerful. Like, uh, I'd never want my kids to walk on in, you know, like you, you're in the room, you're doing something and the yeah. kids walk in. Yeah. I want them to catch me doing good things not catch me doing, like, now I need to right. close scramble things and scramble and, yeah. and stuff, right? And so I want my kids to walk on, walk in on me in the Word of God. Sure. I want my kids to interrupt me when I'm having my quiet time. I want them to interrupt me and Tamsin uh, kissing one another, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that is what I want my kids to be <laughs> the remembering and not remembering, oh, I remember walking in and dad was beating yeah. mom or yeah. my dad was doing something and I like that was really shady of what he was doing or the way he was dealing with somebody uh, on the phone, like that was not honoring. And, and so can my kids catch me doing good things? Wow. That's so cool. So cool. I'm I'm definitely going to be taking that away. And I'm thinking of the times when uh, my kids uh, would be in the kitchen, maybe if uh, Kulu's preparing a meal for us and uh, I may be helping or just give her a hug or some some kind of affection. You can see the transformative impact yeah. Of that on that on, on the kids and they get all giddy and they're like it's oh, stop like, it mom and dad yeah, that's yeah, gross yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but you can see it ministering yeah. um, uh, to them. And it's so, it's so great that um, you're raising that as a, as a reminder because I think we just need to be so much more intentional yeah. um, in, in those spaces. Because if we're not, the, 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 the tendency is to go towards the negative, right? So then yeah. they will see us kind of like having tension towards one yeah. another or fighting or not talking or whatever. Yeah. So we have to sow the good seed. Yeah. Um, and, and when you, you know, the thing that, that I always think about in terms of sowing seed is um, if, if you don't sow anything, uh, <laughs> first you, you don't reap, but um, it's very likely that weeds grow. Yeah, um, uh, absolutely. You know, so, yeah. so weeds grow whether you, you, you sow or not. You, you sow or not. But um, if you want to see the good fruit, you have to sow the, the fruit and then you have to be intentional mm. to be de-weeding and all of that. So, uh, absolutely. Um, so we just have to be on the front foot with sowing the good seed. Absolutely. Um, thinking about how we want our children to understand family, mm. um, how, how we want them to understand marriage, yeah. uh, man-woman relationships. Absolutely. Uh, and and, and um, we, we're so conscious of that these days as a society. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that we have a lot of these conversations, the role of women, the role of men, and yeah. gender equality and justice and all of these things. Absolutely. Um, which, which are incredible conversations. Um, but um, I'm just impacted that they start at home, yeah. And they don't start when we're having the conversations about it. No, they start with the with the with the stuff that rubs off. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and the stuff that we're being intentional to to model. Yeah. But, but we we don't have much um, much time left. Yeah. But I really want to you to get into some of that drift stuff because um, yeah, there's some there's some good things there. So uh, in preparing for this, as much as we could prepare yeah. for something like this, right? Um, I came across a story, and I don't know if you, when you were little, after the rain, there would be a stream in the street, and you would throw a leaf in it, or a twig, and then you would follow it, drifting down, and so the person that was writing was talking about that leaf that drifts on the on the top of the water. And the person was saying that in our relationships, we can, we're always drifting. We're either drifting towards one another or we're drifting apart from one another. And I thought that was such a powerful reminder. And, and so a divorce doesn't happen like this. Mm. It happens with a drift. Mm. It happens slowly. A disconnected from spiritual family happens slowly. It's a drifting yeah. that's happening. Yeah. And, I, and I, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about this word drift. And so um, they, they describe it like this, uh, if, if, if you don't mind me uh, just bringing it up very quickly. I need to find this plan that I, that I found. So is that, is that a book or is that, is that a devotional? It's a devotional. I think okay. what we can do is we'll share it with you online, which yeah. one it is. And it's a seven-day devotional around this. And so um, drift, the, the five letters, I think it's five letters. D stands for disappointment. And I think about spiritual family, how many people might be feeling disappointed by spiritual family, particularly yeah. in lockdown. And that spiritual family hasn't shown up in the way mm. that it maybe mm. needs to be. The R stands for regret. Regret, and do we have regrets in our families? Um, whether it's uh, God not coming through in certain things, or a spouse, or a brother, or a sister, or a mom, or a dad that didn't come through on something, and so yeah. we have this regret, and yeah. and that then begins to allow us to iso- um, to, to to drift away from one another. This idea of isolation. And lockdown has been really difficult for mm. us and it's become easy to become isolated and yeah. not be involved in, in, in normal family, let alone spiritual family. Uh, F stands for frustration and how we become frustrated with um, expectations that are not met. And, and I think uh, I remember my first pre-marriage counseling course was expectations we had of each other. Right. I don't know if you I remember, remember. I remember 20 that. expectations yeah. Yeah, I remember. you had. 
And so comparing notes in that awkward. Oh, moment. it was very awkward. Uh, <laughs> I lucky I made it through that. And I remember I said to Tamsin, so one of my first was um, barefoot and pregnant. No, no, that wasn't okay, one okay, of mine, right? Okay. But Tamsin said to me that I needed to show her love every single day. Sure. And I said, I can't do that. <laughs> and that was a really difficult conversation. I think I'm doing better at, at that. And the, and the T is tension. Um, this tension that we might have in our relationships. And so this idea of drifting. So my question to everybody is, are you, are you drifting closer to spiritual family? Are you drifting closer wow. to one another as a family? Or are we drifting sure. apart? And what are the things that we can do to start drifting closer uh, to one another? So that's how I sort of... Uh, landed for me as we prepared for this, um, yeah. Rex. That, that's so profound, uh, and what a beautiful place uh, for us to park this um, this conversation. We, we're going to keep keep yeah. on having conversations, and you're not going to be able to eavesdrop, unfortunately, on those. And but have these conversations uh, within your your connect groups and, mm. and, and family spaces and social circles because these are important. Um, and I love that concept of drift, uh, being intentional to 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 ask the Lord and ask each other um, where the drift areas are uh, and how to be intentional in, in, in mending those spaces, uh, especially now, as Quinton yeah. is saying, especially now with uh, uh, there's, there's lots of room to hide. There's isolation, there's lockdown, uh, et cetera. So it just, it's easier. Uh, the conditions lend themselves towards mm. drift. And so we have to be intentional to, to kind of be counterintuitive or to go against the grain yeah. uh, to make sure that we're, we're still drifting towards one another. Uh, <clears throat> that mandate hasn't changed mm. regardless of pandemic or whatever. We're still called to drift towards one another and yeah. to connect towards one another. So we hope that this time has been a blessing for you. We've enjoyed it. I absolutely <laughs> have. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to building off of this. And like I said, I'm sorry you're not going to be part of that. But maybe can, could we pray for everybody yeah. and just pray for family and the gift of family that we have? Absolutely. So maybe we can both pray if that's sure. okay. So Father, I want to thank you uh, this morning, one, for the opportunity for me and Rex just to have this conversation. And uh, Father, <coughs> we pray for every family that's out there right now, Lord Father God, that you would cause them to drift closer mm. to one another and that we celebrate this gift of family, both a physical family, but also a spiritual family, Lord yeah. Father God. And I'm so grateful that we're in this family together, Lord Father God. And Thank so you, I just uh, bring celebrations to you this morning and great gratitude, Lord Father Thank God, you, for Father. this conversation. Thank you, Lord. Father, also just want to bring before you uh, everybody who, who's feeling isolated mm. and alone uh, during this time. Who's, we're talking about family and maybe, you know, there's, there's people people, your children yes, who are Lord. feeling like they're not part of, of any family or not part of the spiritual family. And I pray that you would draw them in, uh, Father, that you'd plug them into family, that you'd plug them into spaces of mm. belonging, that we would be a strong community, uh, that what we lacked in our physical families would be fed and nourished um, in the spiritual family that we would receive uh, from the space. And we know that that's your heart. We know mm. that you've designed it so that we can be a body together and we can be a, a, a bride to you. And so we pray, uh, help us to move in health, help us to move in humility, um, help us to move with intentionality yes, towards that amazing drift uh, towards one another and connection with one another and connection with you. Thank you, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.